0: Last time on Improv Tabletop, our heroes Nuggin, the boss's son, Gazlet, the business business numbers numbers man, and Xenomopius Bratton the 12th, that janitor, all teamed up to uh, get rid of a bit of a mess before the upcoming audit that is going to be brought down upon their company. You see, Farful Nuggins father, Farfelnuggin Sr., the owner of the company, isn't very happy with the reports he's been receiving and is going to try and uh, bring down the hammer on him if they don't do better. So, they teamed up, got some weapons, got some supplies to kill a bunch of stank rats who had infested some of the back areas of the space station here. So, teaming up, they got back there, went through the strange time-warping rat realm behind uh, the air vents, and managed to kill not only several swarms of smaller stink rats, but also the giant rat that makes all of the rules. So we are going to pick up with our heroes as they are returning back to the main area of the office. Will they be able to make it in time to stop the audit from destroying them? Let's find out here in the world of the office space. What's shaking everybody? You're listening to Improv Tabletop, the Fate RPG actual play where we make up everything on the spot. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by...
1: Christian Randall, the ever-stinky.
2: McKenna Steele, watermelon sugar. Hey, everybody.
0: And Connor Wood, your friendly neighborhood cat wrangler. So we are picking up with you guys as you are heading back through the vents to the front area of the space station... And as you're going along, you can feel the effects of the Rat Realms' time-twisting abilities starting to wear off on you. So your centuries of aging that you put on by entering in, you are now back to your regular ages that you were before. But yeah, you crawl out of the ducts and you can hear it's, it's kind of like disquietingly quiet back in the front area of the office here.
1: Oh, man. I liked being more mature. Oh, well, I'll probably get there eventually if I don't get killed by my dad. Uh, Where is everybody? A
3: great question there, Faf. Uh, I don't believe we are supposed to clock out until 11 ZM. Where indeed? I am going to investigate here a bit, see if I can find any clues as to why things are so uncharacteristically quiet.
0: All right, you get to the front and uh, it's not too hard to see what's going on. You see there's a note that Corellatron has left behind on their office door that says, gone to get pretzels, be back soon. Audit is happening in, and there's a little uh, countdown timer. Doot, 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 15 minutes. Oh, that's not
3: good. Gazlet? Oh, Gazlet, um... How are we going to impress Farfall Senior? We've cleared out the rats, yes, but uh, look at the boy. Do you remember how presentable and, and bold he looked when he was older? Can we provide that same panache?
2: Here is what I'm thinking. We've always talked about how Pretzel Boy has provided the office with delicious pretzels all the time. And I'm thinking perhaps Maybe we can get him to team up with us, and we can show him that Farfelnuggen, or sorry, Farf, can you know they can work together.
3: I see. So wait, you wait let me s-
2: try again. Let me try again.
3: Yes, 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 yes.
2: We are we are going to make it seem like they have worked together.
3: <sighs> you want to f- to merge of oh, oh, to to merge. It. <laughs> You want to make a- You want them to team up? I can understand why it is so difficult
4: to make Farf seem appealing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, guys, I don't want to be- Like, I don't mean to take offense, but if you're trying this hard to just find anything good to say about me, that's kind of rough. Like, that cuts a bit. Farf, you're right.
3: I'm, I'm quite sorry. Uh, hmm. I know you've been working quite a bit at your music, but what if we put that same level of application to your image,
1: at least just while Farfel Nogan Sr. is here? Uh, you mean my star star image? Yes. Uh, that's uh, pretty starin' already. Uh, I mean, look at me. Look at me. Look at all of my arms. Look at my legs. I do look see at all of
3: those arms and appendages and various orifices, but... We need more order to your formless sound, if you dig. Gazlet, is this musician speak? I'm not very qualified to speak on that.
2: You are doing better than most, if I'm being honest. But what if we... Yes, I, I, I really like where we are going. So we use all the energy you bring to be a star star. And for just the however many hours that Papa of yours is here, we put that much energy into impressing him. So maybe you, we dress you up to look better, we make you not as sloppy looking. Um, maybe if we actually got you a a girlfriend, or maybe we could, you know, I, uh... Or like you said, team up
3: with the pretzel boy. What if we bribe him to say that Farf has been moved to manager of the sand and that is why it is our firm's prize achievement?
2: I knew that we would come up with something brilliant. That is why I am boy. in charge and you are
0: Absolutely. next
2: in charge of this Thank group. Thank you, Gazlick. Yes.
0: Thank you. Interview with Farf. These guys are just, like, talking about you while you're right there in front of them. How does Far feel about his relationship with his coworkers?
1: Um, yeah, so like, <laughs> uh, like I said, my dad got me this job and I always kind of thought it was, you know, whatever, but it really seems like these people care about me. Maybe a little too much, <laughs> which is like, okay, I guess, but um, it's kind of nice that, like, they really want me to succeed. Uh, I'm feeling a little bit, you know, smothered and a little bit like they're kind of harsh in my mellow, but I kind of want to do it for them so that they're happy, which is like a new thing for me. Maybe I didn't fully demature when I came out of there.
0: Back to the present.
1: Um, okay guys, yeah, I really like where your heads are at, all of your heads. You've got some good brains in you. Um, I think I should, yeah, talk to the pretzel guy. You guys talked about bribing him. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that since the pretzel guy is, you know, a hero in multiple galaxies, he might not take too kindly to being bribed, but. Right, and what do you give the man who has everything? Um, I heard a rumor coming in today that he was running low on cheese. Cheese, you say?
3: <laughs> of course! Of course, it was always cheese. I know a guy.
0: Fast forward to uh, the guy Xenomopius knows. And we're going to do a little interview before we enter in. How do you know this guy, Xenomopius?
3: Back before the second fourth moon, I was not the man you see today. I was but a lowly traveler and an ill will one at that. I had quite the mean streak flowing through my wretched veins. I traveled with a man who called himself The End. And on our travels, we hit a world that was made entirely of this white, liquid substance. We learned later that this was all that remained of the Earth after the cows took over. We knew this was a delicacy in this world, so we utilized it to the best of its capabilities. And thus, the illustrious and dangerous cheese market began.
0: And they always said the moon was made of cheese. <laughs> all right so you've just reached um you have taken one of the company cruisers um again not the most fancy of vehicles but very practical um you've taken one of the company cruisers to the other side of the space station uh down underneath where you don't get a lot of light from the sun and things are a bit seedy things are a bit falling apart got more of a Millennium Falcon vibe than a USS Enterprise, shall we say. Hmm. Hmm. And you are scanning around and you eventually find the docking bay for the end.
3: All right. So yeah, I, I, I assume we, we approach and I'm going to uh, do my best to do a, a whistle at the entrance of this this place. And the whistle is like, Woo!
0: You know uh, You see a light flash on By the side of the docking bay And uh, the mounting brackets Open up preparing to receive Your vessel
3: Okay. The end I am calling in that favor
4: Oh well, sure bud it's been a while Since we've talked about things How's your mom been doing Oh you know Lorraine is doing great
3: <laughs> oh, How I have missed you the end Hey say uh, How is that uh, How is that cheese that that we've stockpiled, you know? Yo, it still isn't legal as it was when we
4: made it, bud. Ah
3: You're (laughs) the best, Mr. the End. Oh, and how's How's, how's chaps? How's folks? Are, uh, are the kids okay?
4: Well, you see, the problem with working in the smuggling industry is everybody that you know becomes a target of the government. Right. So, I mean, all the kids, they got arrested and put into the work colonies. Oh, My bummer. wife, I mean, I have no idea what happened to her. I assume her head's probably floating somewhere in the asteroid field.
3: That's just how it but, goes. But, I mean,
4: I've got my cheese to keep me warm at night.
3: Yes, yes, no, you're, you're quite right, Deandre that's just that's how life goes life in the space you know
2: (laughs) um I would like to kind of lean over to Farf and and be like uh this is not really what I expected uh this guy sounds like a fool <laughs> and i'm just really blown away here am i the only one?
1: Oh, i think he sounds pretty nice i like that yeah
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. but his wife is dead i mean he's been through so much i'm so interested
1: yeah but he's l- looking on the bright side of things which is sometimes hard to do i'm gonna write a song about that
2: <laughs> i'm proud of you for making progress i can see it's working
3: Yes, so uh, my compatriots and I are here because we are trying to make this little faff boy, uh, you see here, he is he, just but a little wormy musician, man. We are trying to earn the approval of a true office hero in order to impress his father for this evaluation that is likely happening immediately. So I'm very, very sorry about your dead wife and the slaved kids. Um, genuinely so. We will break them out next week i pinky swear that oh
4: uh, well you know it's uh, every so often i pick up one of those compact discs that we stole from the earth when the entire thing was raided of all of its cheese yes, and yes i put yes. it in and i just I, I just remind myself of my mantra and so it goes and so it goes and so will you soon i suppose
3: <laughs> i suppose mr the end couldn't have said it better myself
4: Yeah, I mean, everybody kind of listens to Billy Joel ironically to some degree, I think, but I think he's actually just really great.
3: Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, really one of the great classical composers. Um, I feel like that joke is made throughout every quadrant of the galaxy. I just want to acknowledge, like, among us while we're all friends here, and just uh, while we're shooting the breeze. I I know that wasn't very funny, but I'm trying to relate to my friend The End, who I haven't seen in a while. (laughs) And as a janitor, I tend to uh, lack in social skills, which is why I've continued this longer than it should go on for. Um, Mr. The End, I'm going to pass the conversation ball to you now.
4: Yeah, well, you know, come on in, we'll get ourselves a bottle of red, a bottle of white, whatever kind of mood you're in tonight, and we'll get you some of that cheese so that you can, uh, you know, I, I think I have a hint of maybe what intergalactic hero you're trying to impress here. The pretzel man now if he gets a sniff of this cheese he's gonna go apes
3: ah, leave it to a joel enjoyer to know his cheeses my my you are a man of culture
4: yeah uh, a little bit of animal rennet to you know curdle the curdle the way so that it turns into the cheese curds right um but you know come on in guys come on in <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, I shamble in. Um, I I in. Oh <laughs> my gosh! And McKenna divorces him.
2: <laughs> Probably.
4: But uh, yeah,
0: you you walk in and a door opens at the far end of one of the corridors, and an immediate chill washes through the hallway. You see frost beginning to form around the doorway that's opening up. And this immensely tall creature stoops down under the doorway and begins kind of stalking its way towards you. Its arms bend in multiple locations along their length, creating these strange centipede-like motions as it pulls itself down the hallway towards you. It's got a big old ragged hood over its head, and inside the hood you see just a gaping void with two white pinpricks of light in it, and it shambles up in front of you before it halts, and it goes... Oh, Xenomopius,
4: You brought friends with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well,
3: of course I did. <laughs> um, I'm smitten, by the way.
4: <laughs> oh, <my goodness. laughs> oh, now, now I'm I'm so glad to see that you're making acquaintances. That your your social <laughs> skills are allowing you to have some kind of
0: external way of interacting with people. Come on in, guys. Come on in. Right. And he waves with one of those arms. And it basically is just like the arm spirals up on itself in this strange multi-jointed way as he waves towards you. And it just begins moving backwards, doesn't turn around, just begins moving backwards through the hallway. That is the scariest thing I've ever seen.
3: I love it so much.
2: Thorf. Do you think that we do background checks on the janitors that we hire?
3: Well, we're sort of more like an ancient order, but... um, Yeah,
1: they go back millennia.
3: Right, we're before time itself and stuff, but... um, What? But yes, no, we we don't. We do not.
2: And as we're walking, I'm going to start flipping through my notebook because I'm so mind boggled that this janitor knows, like, some real big stuff. No, that sounds bad. Janitors
0: are awesome. And the end leads you into a nice little kind of waiting area. And there is some music playing over a very tinny speaker system. It's in fact uh, the girl from Ipanema, the original recording by João Gilberto and Stan Getz. Mm. And uh, he pulls out a platter that has a bunch of crackers on it and places it on the table and says... Now for the piece de resistance. And goes to one of the sections of the wall that doesn't look any different than the other sections, but taps on it uh, in a strange way with his kind of incountable number of fingers. And the section of the wall pops open and slides over. And he pulls out another tray with various cheeses on top of it and places it on the table next to the crackers and says... Suit yourself.
4: I'm gonna go and, uh, check the rest of the stock in the back, guys. Righto. We'll
1: be enjoying this, I'm sure. Um, Xenomopius? Yeah, what's up? Your friends are really cool. Like, (laughs) awesome,
3: man. They're, They're really intense. I've cleaned a lot of big, stinky messes, all right?
1: Yeah, I can hey, tell, man.
3: sticky. I'm talking sticky that has been there for eons, all right?
1: Well, no, I mean, you've obviously seen some stuff. Like, I thought I'd lived a life, but wow. You might be my new hero.
3: Thank you, Faf. That means very, very, uh, that doesn't mean very much coming from you. But I do <laughs> want you to know that you are technically my boss's son, and I respect your father. Thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that really that means a lot. Like okay, I don't want to like overstep anything, like my bounds or anything, but do you think I could become a janitor?
0: Interview. Xenomopius. Could Farf ever become a janitor? My. An interesting
3: and terrifying prospect. Farf is a janitor. <laughs> I would like to see him try. Truly. The psychological strain alone of the first chapter in the Klinonomicon would simply render him asunder and clean his every being. But, on the other hand, I would like to see him clean up his act just a little bit. And I do think he has a knack for bleach. Yes, I think it's quite the possibility. Back to the present. Tell you what, Faf, you play your cards right today and I may put in a good word with you with... My real boss.
0: Whoa.
1: Um, I don't want to be dramatic or anything, but, like, I would literally give up my flarbin to clean something right now. <laughs> Fuck, that's
3: I, I... truly a little extreme, um, but I will take that into account,
1: I assure you. First thing I'm going to clean, though, is this plate of cheese, am I right? Nice.
3: No, he's got jokes, too. My, it's been so long since I've talked to another
0: individual. <laughs> and at this point the door opens back up and once again that immediate chill grips the room and the end begins slithering in carrying behind him a very large crate
3: hey oh, there he is and that must be the the gouda stuff could it be? <laughs>
4: oh, you still got the cheese jokes going on. Yeah, I know like two of them. <laughs> now, now I, I could give you some Gouda, but this stuff is even more special there, bud. I have here an entire supply of Norwegian Jato's
0: cheese. Now, now, this stuff is real special. And he pops open the crate and pulls out a little cube. It's got this dark brown color. Oh. And he says, now, this
4: isn't made like a normal cheese. You start out with some goat milk, and then you cook it and boil it down so that all of the lactose turns into like a caramel. And it's, it's just the most delightful stuff you ever did set your mouth on.
3: That literally sounds incredible. If I wasn't trying to get one of the galaxy's greatest heroes to hype up my weak friend, I would eat that immediately. I would kill dozens of people for that, all right? Well, you'd also kill
4: dozens of people afterward with all of that gastrointestinal distress about you body.
3: (laughs) It's it's literally a bioweapon. That's hilarious. Oh, the end. somebody get this out of my sight before I lose all control I have left.
4: Of course, I'll go ahead and uh, I'll have the minions go and put this on the ship for you.
0: And uh, reaches up with one of those many fingered hands and snaps across all the fingers And you see two just like, um, it's kind of like Mimikyu, these Mm. little creatures that pop out from the shadows (laughs) on all sides of you, like kind of these cloth costumes over some sort of shapeless form. And they grab the crate and start dragging it back in the direction of your ship. Well, well, boys,
3: I'd say that was a mission accomplished. Ah, now we just need to bribe the pretzel hero.
4: Well, but I sure wish you and your friends the best while you're doing it, because, man, that's a hard guy to impress.
3: Yes, I know. I can't believe we're stooping to this, but... Uh, we're kind of out of time you see we fought, we fought that we fought the uh the big the big rat you understand
4: oh I understand through it yeah and through. so
3: time yes yeah, time was all mm. But I, I think Faf learned a lesson, and Gazlet is still super cool, so that was all right.
4: Yeah, uh, if if I can be completely candid, your friend over here just smells smells like death turned over in its grave and uh, yes left out in the sun for a couple hours. It's and, just uh, the worst. Yeah, that's some bad B.O. I think you should get out of here and clean up your act a little bit there, bud. Uh,
1: yeah, I just, like, as an aside to y'all, you know, y'all, <laughs> um... Can you fix that? Because I stink. Like, I can smell myself, and it's making, like, four of my eyes water.
2: Honestly, it would probably disappoint your father with how bad you smell, but we, we work on it.
1: And I don't want to, like, offend the pretzel man. Well, that's possible.
4: Oh, well, little buddy, I can I can do a lot of things, but it's gonna cost you. Uh... Name your price. Oh, well, you know, I could- I would really go bonkers for some of the blood, some of the lifeblood of a descendant of Farfel Nuggin Sr. You don't say. Hmm. Fafel Nuggen Senior, the all-powerful, right? Yeah, I mean, you know that there are certain blood magics which can be employed that might give someone uh, certain advantages against individuals that that blood may have connections to. Right, right, right. Um, if you can get me some of that blood, uh, then maybe I can help get rid of this just the worst B.O. for you.
3: Yeah, so w- just to clarify, you need blood from... Hey, hey, Faf? Uh, yeah? Can you come here a second? Uh, yeah? Can I have some of your blood? Is this to
1: become a uh, a janitor? No, it's so you don't smell like poo. Oh, it's my blood that stinks? Yeah, no, take that away. I don't need it. Right,
3: good deal. Okay, I get a syringe (laughs) from my intergalactic mop, the little canister there on the left, and just get some of that good, good alien blood, pass it off to Mr. The End. Alright, a deal's a deal. So how about this stinky, stinky man we have?
4: Yeah, of course. Well, you know, when you take the blood out, you gotta replace it with something else, right?
0: Right. And he goes walking up to Farf, and Farf, uh, like half of your blood is gone in the syringe at this point. So you're all (laughs) woozy, you like don't know what's going on, and the end just comes up right in front of you, and you're just staring straight into those two pinpricks of light underneath the dark hood, And the end says, all right, now, buddy, this
4: is going to hurt a lot. This is going to hurt worse than getting tossed into the sun. So just hold on a little bit (laughs) there.
0: And you feel this immense pain in your arm as something is jabbed in. And you can feel the strange fluid being pumped throughout your circulatory system. And it's burning, it's burning, it's burning. And then it's over in a surprisingly quick amount of time.
1: Am I dead again? Oh no, you're
4: worse than that. You're still alive, but <laughs> <laughs> He's got a
3: point. But don't worry, don't worry. He'll he'll be there for you eventually. Anyway, uh,
1: so how how do you smell? Um
2: You don't smell terrible.
1: Yeah, you know, like let me let me get a good, good whiff.
0: It's got kind of some Old Spice Bear Glove sort of vibes to it. Mmm. It's
1: musky and leathery and manly and like, I think I dig it. All right.
0: Well, that's
4: significantly better. Thank you again for coming in clutch, Mr. The End. Of course, of course. And hey, little little farf there. Don't you mind those nanobots in your bloodstream now?
1: Who's in the what with the wee? He weed? said, congrats
4: what? on not smelling bad. Of course.
3: Oh, <laughs> and he pats you on the head
4: <laughs> and says, Now best of luck with the pretzel
2: man, guys. Right, right, right. The
4: pretzel man.
3: Deslet, lead the way.
2: And we've got to hurry back because we have about five minutes left.
3: Oh
1: my, oh my. fluff you're driving. You don't know how to keep the speed limit. Go, go,
2: go, go, Step go. on it, Fluffy.
1: So I get into the speeder and I push down. Now, I don't want to go crazy, but I push down with only four of my feet on the accelerator. And <laughs> looking at the spaceometer, I'm going to push down a fifth foot just to be safe. We got to get there.
0: All right. So you're coming in pretty hot on the station where the pretzel man is staying. Go ahead and roll to overcome with flashy to see if you can keep yourself from crashing in through the windows.
1: Okay. Um, I would actually like to... Not crash in, but I would like to like crack in. I would like to crack in. One of my tentacles will f- come out and pierce the window as we get close and open up a little hole for us. What? <laughs> I'm cracking in. It's a crack in. Ah, uh, yes, the crack in technique,
2: of course. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ah, uh,
0: yes, yes, indeed. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, roll to overcome with flesh.
1: Uh, That is a plus three.
0: All right. As you're coming in very, very quickly, you slam on the brakes, the reverse thrusters kick on, and just in time, you pierce the window with your tentacle, and you do create that little hole. You have pretty high security clearance on this space station because of your lineage and therefore have been given the special ability to create uh, temporary portals through uh, the outer surfaces. And your speeder goes skidding across the tile and kind of knocks a few people out of the line uh, waiting for the pretzel man. But eventually you come to a stop and the line is a lot shorter than it was before. <laughs> I'm
1: going gonna, I'm gonna to step out of the speeder, my flarbin at not full volume because I don't want to kill any of the lesser beings, but like 30% and just star starring out hard, throw back my uh, tentacles on my head and the hair follicles as well. And just bask in the glory of the moment, and pull out the cheese while at the same time looking around to see if Sarah's here so I can impress her.
0: She, in fact, has just finished getting her pretzel, and she's looking at you kind of in shock. And she's like, "Uh, uh farf, did you just kill all those people in the line there?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd like to look and see if I just killed a
0: bunch of people. <laughs> Um, Based on what you can see with a cursory glance, um, there is quite a string of carnage going on in this hallway here.
1: I'm going to reach into my inner self and remember what it was like to be older and try and force that reality on myself. And I'm going to say, Sarah, pretzel man, I have come from the end and back to bring you this. The lives that were lost are but a small price to pay. And I'm going to unwrap the bit of the wax that's covering the cheese and let the scent waft towards them.
0: The pretzel man gets out from behind the stall and walks over there on his just one leg. He walks with one leg. Yeah, he does. (laughs) And gets over there and takes a big ol' whiff of the cheese and his eyes bug out super wide and turns towards you and says Well, 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 I think perhaps we got a bit of a deal going on here.
3: That's right Mr. Yeah. Pretzel Hero Man You see, I need you to make Farfall of- cooler. Okay, at least just while Farfall Senior is here. Oh, goodness. Well, at least you brought the good cheese, because that's a lot to ask. I know we are employing you for far beyond your pay grade, but I hope that this payment will suffice.
0: I mean, yeah, I think I can make good use out of this stuff, so here... Yeah, let me just, uh, and he reaches into his apron and pulls out a little pin, kind of like an airplane pilot might hand to a young child, kind of the pilot wings, except it's a nice big pretzel motif on this pin. And reaches out and pins it onto Farf's vest and says... Now, you don't actually have to work here because I'm afraid you'd screw stuff up, but you can
4: pretend that you work here.
3: Wow. This is so cool. Really.
1: You have, like, no idea how many people you just saved. I mean, that's kind of what you do, but wow. Wow. Um, I'm going to glance over at Sarah and see if she is also impressed by my honorary degree. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: you turn to look at her, and she's actually like one foot away from you, one foot behind you, and she's smelling your new scent. And you turn around, and she's just like, oh, oh sorry, it's just a... Um, uh, uh, uh,
2: is, some, is there something new about you, Farf? Sarah, I hate to dampen the mood real quick, but we have one minute. <laughs> oh.
4: Oh,
0: goodness, yeah. We should we should get back up there real, real quick. Um, Farful Nuggin Sr. is... We have to impress him. And... just Come on, come on, guys. And she goes running towards the elevator. All right,
3: team. We've made it this far. Let's stick the landing. I'm
1: gonna run towards the elevator, and then I'm gonna use a couple hands to straighten the uh, metal I just got. I'm gonna use my tentacles to run a little faster.
0: And so you guys head up the elevator, up the pneumatic tubes, and when you arrive at the front office door, you see that it is open, not in the traditional manner necessarily. Uh, The wall around the door has been cracked and broken as if something has burst its way through the door. And on the other side, you hear frantic robotic speaking oh my i don't know if this is good
3: or not let's investigate also i will clean this soon
2: that is probably the good idea for you to clean it but for now i am the assistant manager yes you both get behind me whatever happens i will take the brunt of it and I go and I slowly walk in, kind of trying to, trying to look bigger.
3: You're my, there goes my hero. You're my rock, Gazlet.
2: <laughs> like, like I'm significantly shorter, but I'm trying to look big so you're that like... you guys, you can't be seen.
1: You swell up.
0: I'm so proud to know you. <laughs> <laughs> and as you're heading into the main work area... You can hear Corellatron speaking kind of agitatedly, just like, Well, I am sure they will be back here pretty shortly. They just went to get some pretzels. All right, in we go. And you turn the corner and you see the creature himself, Nuggins Sr., turns around slowly at the sound of your footsteps, a large cigarette between two fingers and five other large cigarettes between other pairs of fingers. (laughs) And he raises all of them to his multiple mouths, takes in a big old drag, and blows perfect uh, smoke tesseracts at you guys. Hmm.
2: Oh my goodness.
0: And he looks you over with his eyes and says, Whoa, well, whoa, well, well, my son, the man who I gave my name. You're a little bit late there, sonny boy.
4: Faf, speak when addressed to by the Ancient One.
3: I make sure not to look uh, in any of his eyes because I know the consequences will be great.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's got a lot of them, so it's a bit of a job, Yeah, Um, but you're doing pretty decent. Um,
1: Dad, I just wanted to make sure that this place was up to your standards when you got here. Um, And I'm going to kind of like puff out my chest a bit to make sure my pretzel badge catches the light a little bit.
0: And a dozen of your father's eye stalks turn and point directly at the pin And he says, My, my, this is quite a development. My child, the one who I've been disappointed in for so long, has turned prodigal and brought back something to be proud of.
1: Uh, yeah, like, I figured if I could prove myself to the Pretzel Man, then maybe you would trust me enough to, you know, maybe do my own invasion one day.
0: Ah, it's interesting that you should mention that, my buddy boy, my little pride and joy. And he reaches into his coat and pulls out an unobtainium explosive, only about an inch in diameter, but you know the power of this little moat of metal and immense star energy that he holds between his fingers. And he says, I was getting ready to drop this here on the floor, and oh goodness, what would have happened then? But you have given me some pause, my boy and he puts it back in his jacket and says, I think I'm ready to give you one last chance. If you can prove to me that you're ready to run your own invasion, then perhaps I can let this business stay afloat a while longer. And by afloat, I mean not floating in a bunch of indistinguishable pieces through the of space.
1: <laughs> this is, like, the biggest honor, and I will not disappoint you the team you have here is phenomenal and i even have an idea for a few contractors we might reach out to to get this done in record time well i hope for your own sake that what you are saying is true my child you point me in the direction of a planet and i'll put it in your pocket Faf, that's a very tall order are you sure you can deliver i'm not a delivery boy
0: i'm a pretzel man that was the coolest thing anyone has ever said. <laughs> All right, I'm going to shut up. And Farful Nuggin Sr. pulls out a little holographic projector disc and clicks on it. And a planet pops up on it. And he says, now this is the closest thing we could find to the planet Earth. Earth, of course, has been destroyed long ago in the lactic flood. <laughs> but this place has similar potential to we need cheese we need lots of cheese and we need these preachers who can make it you go there you grab the cows grab some people along the way put this planet in my pocket son make me proud i'll make you proud dad i'll make you
1: proud and uh about seven individual small single teardrops dropped from my eyeballs and burn little chemical trails in my face as they do when I cry.
3: (laughs) That's like a whole cry session in like five
0: seconds. (laughs) It's efficient. And Farful Nuggin Sr. turns around and begins heading back towards the entrance. But before he leaves, turns back to Corellatron and says, see how they befriended my boy (laughs) and begins (laughs) weeping subtly. And wipes off one of those corrosive tear trails and flings it at the ground where it burns and sputters against the carpet and turns back towards you, Farf, one last time and says, You've got a number cruncher. You've got a janitor. I think you might just be able to make it. I know I will, dad. I know I will. And he takes those five, uh, six, was it six? He takes those six cigarettes and puts them all out against Corellatron's body <sighs> and flings them at the ground <laughs> and nods and slithers out the front door.
1: Um, guys, that was a
0: mistake, but I think we can do it. Farf, I, I think you might just be right. Interview Corellatron. Well, I think my business is going to be destroyed pretty soon. <laughs> but at least I'm still alive for now. Back to the present. Maybe if we just
3: use the power of friendship and Faf's new scent, we can destroy and conquer this entire planet. Maybe, just maybe, with the resources that we absolutely lack and the experience that none of us truly have, we can...
1: Oh, no. Um, Xenomapius, I don't want you to freak out because I think I legitimately have a plan. You do? We've made some allies in our time together. Um, and some enemies. If we can convince, you know, some of the rats, the stank rats that still exist in the universe, to do some of the footwork, you know, Mm. enemy of my enemy... And you happen to have a pretty good friend called, I think it was, The End? Yes, yes. He's got some experience in this stuff, and if we can use our friends to our advantage and our enemies to their disadvantage, I think we can do this.
3: I think you're on to something, and I love it. I feel like we're going to owe a lot of favors, but this is a great plan.
0: Is it a great plan? Let's find out next week on Improv Tabletop. Thanks for listening to our show this week, everybody. We'll be back next week with the thrilling conclusion of our adventures in the world of The Office Space. If you want more, go ahead and subscribe. Maybe even give us a review. We would be as happy as uh, a pretzel man with a large shipment of very illegal cheese that was delivered to him very much in public. Uh, If you would go (laughs) ahead and give us a positive review on the podcatcher of your choice. We are also on Twitter at improv tabletop, likewise on Instagram and Facebook and much to my chagrin, we are on TikTok now at improv You can watch some videos yeah, yeah, yeah. there. Yeah. But Uh, If you'd like to suggest either a setting for us to play in or an aspect for one of our characters to use, tweet about us using hashtag ImptabSetting or hashtag ImptabAspect. Comment on one of our posts on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, I'm not sure how you interact with people on TikTok, so however you do that, if you want to suggest something on TikTok, uh, whatever. Let's do a (laughs) round of plugs. Um, So... Last time I talked about Fever Tree tonic water, and the plot has deepened actually. Oh, gosh. Um, so, recently I was editing an episode of Improv Tabletop, and I was drinking a bottle of my beloved Elder Flower Fever Tree tonic water. And I thought to myself, hey, I've mentioned this before, maybe I'll just post a little picture up online. So, I posted a picture on our Instagram account. That was all like hey doing some editing this editing session is not sponsored by fever tree tonic water and instagram came back and they were like hey we noticed that you're posting sponsored content uh, we need you to prove that you have a deal with fever tree mixers <laughs> if you want to put this post on your instagram profile so here's the thing guys um, I need a sponsorship from Fever Tree Mixers, um, so that I can post pictures of tonic water on our Instagram profile. So if you all could, you know, give us a shout out, uh, get in touch with the fine folks over at Fever Tree, let them know that Improv Tabletop loves them dearly and that Ned will drink as much quinine infused beverage as they will throw his way. Uh, I would be most grateful. Also listen to iCast Fireball, great podcast, uh, great times. Christian what you got going on this week pretty simple
1: plug throwing it back going old school Um, I'm plugging barbers Uh, I got my I got my first barber experience today got a straight edge razor shave they did the whole towel on the face thing I felt like a man in a way that I've never felt before this this other man held a blade to my throat for a solid five minutes and i've never felt more intimate with anyone whoa including my wife yes mckenna (laughs) it was an experience so i am going to plug barbers if you haven't tried one and you want to feel like a man i don't care what you are how you identify but if you want to feel like a man go to a barber
0: Maybe I'll give it a shot. I, much like Scott Pilgrim, have been cutting my own hair ever since my big breakup. Um, <laughs> but maybe I'll try out a barber one of these days.
1: It will remake you.
0: Nice. McKenna, what you got going on?
2: I would like to plug, I guess you could call it, like a presentation. I purchased a couple watermelons recently. And I cut them up. Watermelons are delicious. And I mean, I know there's lots of products like with skincare and they have watermelon in it. And it's so nice. Um, So this little presentation is going to be five bathtubs all filled to the brim with watermelon. I'm just going to pick five people off the corner in... um, Birmingham, Alabama, and you guys can all just, the people that I pick at least, you can, you know, take a, take a little dip into the tub, and then we're gonna just, you know, show everybody there on the corner the effects of watermelon baths. Um, it's a new study, um, and so this little presentation is kind of to get the word out there, um, about watermelon baths. So, please, uh, if you're in Birmingham, Alabama, you can find me on the corner by Walgreens, And, yeah, hope to see you there.
0: With any luck, maybe you'll end up in the Guinness Book of World Records right next to Evan and his milk bath.
2: Yes, it partially was inspired from that, but, I mean, as I feel like we've mentioned in multiple episodes, people can be very lactose intolerant, Mm -hmm. so I'm trying to find a more dairy-free way.
0: Well, speaking of lactose intolerant, Connor, what you got going on? (laughs)
3: Yeah, yeah, it's me, the poopy one. Um, I have been playing a lot of Hearthstone lately, guys, between... Between my full-time job and my part-time editing. I've just been playing a lot of Hearthstone. It's a good card game. Uh, Blizzard's kind of a bad company sometimes, but that's a good <laughs> card
0: game. Play it with me if you want. All right. <laughs> Nice. you know if you want to play some magic the gathering that i'm sure christian needs people to play with
2: yeah i've stopped playing with him so he could use some friends she's just too
1: <laughs> tired of
0: losing yeah <laughs> on that note thank you all for joining us here in the world of the office space i'm ned wilcock your host and gm and i've been joined by
1: christian randall the nonsensical
2: McKenna Steele, the winner.
1: And Connor Douglas Wood, your
0: least favorite four eyes on this podcast. Much (laughs) love and stuff. We'll catch you next week on Improv Tabletop.